Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. At 11.10, we'll hear from Michael O'Hanlon with the Brookings Institution discussing the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. I suggested that Russia had lost, and he says not so fast. It seems to be more of a stalemate right now. Could be a very long war. Stay with us. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Staples. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Ukraine's leader pledges to push for victory as his country marks one year since the Russian invasion. CBS's Willie James Inman reports. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky became emotional when talking about his family on Friday, the one-year mark of Russia's invasion. My children are the most important people for me, he said. I do not see them often. Asked what he wants from Moscow, Zelensky said the Russians must stop bombing civilians and leave. Ukraine. The Ukrainian leader commemorated the war's one-year mark with a solemn memorial in Kyiv, honoring soldiers and the relatives of those killed. A major winter storm means a rare blizzard warning for parts of California. CBS's Carter Evans. Historic and hazardous. California is dealing with blizzards in some areas for the first time ever. Near Los Angeles, this snow is bringing back memories of 1989. Snarling traffic and closing a major interstate. I-5 and the blowing snow is just pelting me in the face. The road is shut down right now. Normally, it's one of the state's busiest arteries. So this is an unusual sight. Not a single car for mile. Portland, Oregon is still thawing out from an earlier snow and ice storm, and some 485,000 customers in Michigan are heading into a third day without power. After a second day on the stand, Alec Murdoch wraps up his testimony in his murder trial. Prosecutors accuse the former South Carolina attorney of killing his wife and youngest son to buy sympathy and time to cover up his financial crimes. CBS's Nikki Batiste. Waters points out Murdoch's cell phone, which was recording his steps, became very active 13 minutes after prosecutors say his wife and son's phones locked for the final time. During that time, Murdahl also made several phone calls, something the prosecution says was intentional. You are up at 9.02, finally having your phone in your hand, moving around and making all these phone calls to manufacture an alibi. Is that not true? Absolutely incorrect. For the first time, the FDA has okayed a combo test for COVID and the flu. CBS's Alexander Tim. Well, doctors have long had accurate ways to test for both COVID and flu. At-home options to check for both viruses have been scarce. Now the FDA says it has green-lighted the nation's first combination home test for both COVID and flu. It's unclear how much the new home test manufactured by Lucera will cost. The company already makes a home test for COVID alone that is often pricier than many rapid antigen alternatives, but also claims to be more accurate. Stocks fall on Wall Street. This is CBS News. Staples stores are a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore more at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. 1103 here on WTOP on this Friday night, February 24th, 2023. Tyson's is at 42. Some suburban areas down to the 20s. Good 
evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. And we start with a complicated investigation and murder mystery in Herndon. Hours after Fairfax County Police found a woman and a man dead inside a home on Stable Brook Way, they're identifying them and discussing a 911 call that first drew them to the house today. A four-year-old girl has lost her mother, and her father admitted to police he'd shot a man in their home. Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says a 911 hang-up from the family's au pair came in at 7.49 a.m. Then, 13 minutes later, another 911 call from the same cell phone. And the husband tells the 911 call taker that the man who he had just shot had stabbed his wife. 37-year-old Christine Banfield died at the hospital. Police say 39-year-old Joseph Nathan Ryan died inside the house from gunshot wounds. Banfield's four-year-old daughter was not hurt. We're still here investigating. We're still here collecting evidence. Uh, there's a lot of work that is yet to be done. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Police are not identifying the husband or the family's au pair and say there was no sign of forced entry into the home. New tonight, Metro is announcing some late-night rail service cuts. WMATA says they've got to reduce service on four lines for critical track work. So all the, of this starts after 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And it's going to happen for the next three weeks. Starting this upcoming Monday night at 10, trains will be single tracking between Foggy Bottom and Arlington Cemetery on the Blue Line and Blue Line Plus, and single tracking between Foggy Bottom and Boston on the Orange and Silver Lines. Wait times on that platform could be up to 26 minutes on every line we mentioned. The opioid crisis that our country faces hits close to home tonight. Last year, a record number of teens in Northern Virginia overdosed. The 13 deadly overdoses in Northern Virginia last year among people 18 and younger is the most reported there in the last six years, according to health department data. So what may be behind the trend? We know the pandemic really had an impact on student mental health, everybody's mental health as a whole, too. Dr. Sulman Mirza is a child and adolescent psychiatrist at the Inova Keller Center. We need to understand that drugs and people who use drugs are part of society, and we need to know how we can help them the best way how we can prevent them from getting into situations where they're dying from this instead. Northern Virginia also reported nearly 300 emergency room visits for overdoses involving young people last year, up from nearly 200 in 2021. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Leaders of the Virginia NAACP say they're outraged by Governor Glenn Youngkin's decision to review the College Board's Advanced Placement African American Studies course. Civil rights leaders say there should be no question as to whether African American studies is a worthy topic from an administration that says it wants to teach all of American history. The NAACP says the governor is targeting the content and validity of African-American studies courses, which contradicts his desire to teach a full and accurate history to students in the Commonwealth, including students of color. Virginia's Education Secretary says tonight she and the governor are committed to restoring high expectations and taking the time to review and make sure that course offerings prepare every Virginia student for success in life. The course did make headlines earlier this year after it was rejected by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' administration. It was a campaign promise Maryland Governor Westmore made to his kids. Now Maryland's first family is getting a dog. Government House, the official residence of Governor Westmore and his family, will be the new home for a dog adopted from the Maryland SPCA. Jim Pierce is the executive director of the Baltimore Shelter. He's uh, between five and six months old. Um, he's a Shih Tzu Poodle mix. Pierce says not much is known about Tucker's background, but that at a meeting with Maryland's first family, it was clear this was a match. He's a very sweet, happy, wiggly, affectionate boy. Pierce says about 3,000 animals are adopted from the Baltimore Shelter every year and urges anyone considering adoption to check out their local shelters. Kate Ryan. 
WTOP News. We're marking the one-year point here for the war in Ukraine, the invasion by Russia. Michael O'Hanlon of the Brookings Institution with his thoughts moving forward straight ahead on WTOP tonight. So take us with you as you continue driving. When you're at home, ask your smart speaker to play WTOP. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. 1108. Michael and Sons heating tune up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks on WTOP. Why don't we head over to Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Dimitri. We'll go ahead and start on I-66. Already got a few work zones, but it does seem like in addition to the work zone, we now have an accident scene. So if you're headed westbound, for starters, headed past Route 50, you should just have that far right lane getting by the work zone. However, hearing now that there is an accident scene there, headed just past 50. But here's the thing. They're saying that it is over on the left-hand side of the roadway, so technically that should be in the work zone itself. So as I always like to say, please be careful when you see those cones out there. This is more likely, uh, most likely uh, because somebody went into the work zone and ended up having an accident scene there. So again, be extra cautious as you make your way. Headed westbound on 50, make sure you stay over to the far right-hand side to get past the work zone as well as that accident scene. If you're headed eastbound on 66, headed past 50 as well. You've got a single left lane getting by the work zone. No slowdowns there. You should be just fine. I want to take a look back on the westbound side, headed past the Manassas rest area. It looks like you've got a bunch of lanes blocked off, just a far right lane getting by that one. Minimal delays right now. You just slow down a little bit to move into that single lane. Got a few more work zones starting to pop up closer to Nutley Street. Don't have them in camera just yet, but I'll give you more details as I find them. I-95, so far looks pretty good from the Fredericksburg area all the way up towards the Springfield Interchange. I'm counting three separate fender benders, so just be careful if you see them over on the shoulders. BW Parkway northbound, got the crash near 32. Follow police direction. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Steneford. A gusty wind will make it feel rather chilly for the next several hours. Later tonight, look for mostly cloudy skies. The winds will die down. Lows will be in the mid to upper 20 suburbs. Lower 30s for lows closer into the district. Going to be a cloudy and a cold day on Saturday with a chance of some light snow, sleet, and rain at times. Little or no accumulation. There won't be any travel issues. Look for highs in the mid 30s the lower 40s. Better on Sunday, turning partly sunny, breezy, and warmer. Highs in the mid to upper 50s. Rain rolls in on Monday. Highs upper 40s to lower 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinniford. Chantilly 39, Penn Quarter 42, and Columbia 39. Some of us heading down to the 20s overnight. Not quite there yet. Uh, northeast winds at 5 miles an hour make it feel like it's close to the freezing mark across much of the area tonight. That slight wind chill. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11-11. In the early morning hours of February 24th of last year, Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Many analysts did think that Kyiv would fall in a matter of days or weeks, 
But Ukraine's fierce resistance has kept the Kremlin at bay. Tonight, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is pledging victory in 2023 if the Allies stick with him. Michael O'Hanlon is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, where he specializes in defense and foreign policy. Here, a little bit earlier tonight, he reacted to my suggestion that Russia has been losing the war. Certainly, Ukraine's been remarkable. The world's been inspired by their resistance to the Russian aggression. But I can't quite say that Russia is losing day by day, week by week, month by month right now. We've essentially seen a stalemate develop ever since the fall. And it took Ukraine pretty much the whole fall to win back the city in the south known as Kherson. They had had a pretty impressive victory in the northeast in Kharkiv prior to that at the end of the summer. But pretty much this is looking like a stalemate and doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. It doesn't mean that 2023 won't bring surprises. But I think right now we have to pretty much settle in for the reality that Russia still holds about 17 percent of Ukraine's territory, and it's not clear how that's going to change anytime soon. You know, perhaps I should have uh, qualified slightly by saying Russia has been losing at great cost. Would you acknowledge that uh, when they do gain a little ground, uh, many, many thousands of people have to die on their side to accomplish that? Yeah, it's been terrible. You know, I mean, we've got casualties on both sides with tens of thousands of fatalities, about probably 40,000 Ukrainian civilians who have died. Probably about that same number of Ukrainian soldiers and maybe twice that number of Russian soldiers. Unfortunately, in the callous, tragic calculations of war, this is nowhere near enough to make either one of these countries have to stop fighting. And and obviously, I, I want Ukraine to have the capacity to keep resisting. But for Russia... You know, they've bought into a lot of Vladimir Putin's myth that this is a war against NATO aggression, which is ridiculous, but still prevalent in Russia. And compared to the kind of casualties Russia has suffered in in the world wars or uh, other prior conflicts, unfortunately, there's nothing that's going to force them to stop anytime soon. They could keep this going. And absent any kind of a creative peace deal that gives Russia some face saving, but Ukraine, most or all of what it wants back, I think this could keep going for quite some time. There's no reason to think it has to end in 2023. As far as the United States participation, what I mean by that is, of course, resources, money uh, and and materiel. Um, do you see that coming to an end or do you see that continuing in that uh, Zelensky will ask for X, Y and Z? President Biden will be a little bit, oh, I'm not sure I can do that. And then somewhere down the road, he does indeed provide some of the weapons that have been asked for. Well, I'm still an optimist on how our country is responding to this crisis and this terrible tragedy. I think there are some parts of the Republican Party that are asking questions about whether we should be spending so much money on this fight when we can't secure our own border with Mexico, et cetera. And some of that is the Trump wing and some of that is pure politics. But there's also uh, you know, a certain amount of legitimate uh, debate about what is the end game? How are we going to help end this war? And in the meantime, both parties, to me, look like they're primarily supportive of what Ukraine is trying to do, recognizing that Ukraine is fighting for its freedom and its survival. And so from all I've seen so far, I'm going to still believe that our political system, divided as it is uh, on partisan terms, can actually keep handling this particular crisis pretty well. Michael O'Hanlon, senior fellow at the Brookings Institution on one year of war in Ukraine. We'll talk about the Wizards coming back from the All-Star break, how they did next.
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Let's go to Rob Woodfork. The Wizards opened the second half of their season by blowing a 19-point first-half lead over the New York Knicks in what ended up a 115-109 loss. The former Nick, Kristaps Porzingis, was the face of that change in fortune, scoring 19 of his team-high 23 points in the first half. What happened after halftime, Wes Unsell Jr.? I think the level of physicality, they started to cross-match a little bit, put a smaller guy on him so they could switch. Um, they kind of bottled him up a little bit. He took uh, a little fall, and I thought that kind of took some starch out of him as well. Then he went down, kind of rolled into him. So he's kind of working through that as well. That and the Wiz had no answer for Julius Randle, who matched his career high of 46 points to join teammate Jalen Brunson as the first pair of Knicks to each have three 40-point games in a season. The seventh-ranked Maryland women won a 76-74 thriller at number 16 Ohio State, led by Abby Myers, game-high 24 points on 11 of 15 shooting. The Terps end the regular season winners of six straights and 11 of 12. They can clinch the two-seed in the Big Ten tournament with an Iowa loss to conference-leading Indiana Sunday. On the men's side, VCU and James Madison each won by double digits. Here's a free correct answer at your next trivia night. As MLB implements new rules this season, the first player to commit a pitch clock violation is former Oriole Manny Machado getting docked a strike in the Padres' spring game against the Mariners after not getting set and facing former Nationals pitcher Robbie Ray within eight seconds. To his credit, Machado rebounded well. He had a single on the first pitch thrown. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you this hour. New details about a 911 call this morning leading to a Herndon home where a man and woman were found dead. Changes are being made to how Americans can get prescriptions for ADD medication and painkillers considered addictive in an effort to battle the opioid crisis. On this day one year ago, Russia invaded Ukraine. Tonight, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky pledges victory sometime this year. Stay with WTOP for more. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. We're going to get our weather forecast first. Wow, a big change from yesterday, and we're going to stay windy and colder for the next several hours later tonight. Mostly cloudy skies. The winds will diminish. Going to be a cold night. Lows mid-upper 20 suburbs, lower 30s in the district. A cloudy and a cold day on Saturday with a chance of some light snow, sleet, and rain. Little or no accumulation. There will be no travel issues. Our highs mid-30s to lower 40s. Turning partly sunny, breezy, and warmer on Sunday. Highs mid-upper 50s. Rain rolls in on Monday with a high near 50. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnefer. Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Dimitri. A 66 has a, a work zone and an accident scene in the same spot. If you're headed westbound towards Route 50, 
uh, you will find that you only have that far right lane available to you because of the work zone. And it seems like an accident scene did happen there. Uh, what ended up happening is they moved those vehicles into the work zone. So in theory, you should still just have that far right lane getting by regardless. Just be a little extra cautious there as you drive by so many of these work crews. As you continue westbound past the Manassas Rest Area, they have one out there as well. Just that far right lane getting by right now. Also want to take a look here at Braddock Road. Looks like if you're headed on the westbound side, soon after the uh, George Mason area there approaching Fairfax County Parkway, got an accident scene that's got all lanes completely shut down. Westbound side of Braddock Road is completely shut down right now. If you're headed westbound, your last point to bail out is probably going to be uh, Shirley Gate Road. You can go ahead and make that right turn ahead up towards Main Street to continue towards the Fairfax County Parkway. Again, westbound Braddock Road near the Fairfax County Parkway completely shut down. I-95 looks good. 395 is quiet so far. Things in Maryland uh, are looking pretty good on the Beltway. 95 looks good. BW Parkway northbound had the crash near 32, but it looks like it is officially in the clearing stages. Northbound DC 295 slow headed past the 11th Street Bridge, but no accident scenes being reported at this very moment. 50 so far. If you're making your way from the Beltway out towards the Bay Bridge, no issues, but it does seem like they're in the process of flipping towards two-way traffic. As of now, it looks like the westbound span is just about to get ready to uh, get shut down. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Let's check out those temperatures tonight for Belvoir at 41. Foggy Bottom, 42, and Silver Spring, 42 degrees. A 38 here in Chevy Chase, Maryland, watching some rather light winds from the northeast, but even a few uh, uh, wind gusts here and there certainly make it feel cold. I see a wind gust of 8 miles an hour makes it feel like it is exactly freezing in Chevy Chase right now. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Well, we've been following the case of a shoplifting suspect who ran from police, was being chased by police outside Tyson's Corner Center in the middle of the week and ended up being shot and killed. We've learned tonight whether he was armed. Stay with us for that story. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. Poor Sam was a mess. Always itching, licking. His paws were soaking wet. He had bald spots on his back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Two weeks after he started Dynamite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
1122. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. When it comes to banking, turn to FVC Bank. Businesses in Baltimore, D.C., Northern Virginia, and all areas in between benefit from the convenient online options FVC Bank offers its customers. You owe it to yourself and your business to switch to FVC Bank. Customer-focused, technologically efficient, a great customer experience. FVC Bank. Visit FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. This is WTOP News. 11:24 to another case out of Fairfax County with some new developments tonight. The man who was shot and killed by police near Tyson's Corner Center two nights ago was not armed. County police confirmed they did not recover any weapons after searching the grounds around the mall where two officers chased 37-year-old Timothy McCree Johnson. Police Chief Kevin Davis did not describe the circumstances that have led the officers to fire shots at the D.C. man. He was accused of stealing designer sunglasses from Nordstrom. Both officers assigned to the Tyson's Urban Unit are currently on leave. A car stolen in Upper Marlboro last night triggered an Amber Alert for a toddler. Now the suspect in that car theft faces a long list of charges. The car with a three-year-old in the back seat was stolen from a convenience store in the Upper Marlboro area and found here, where Farragut Street meets busy Edmonston Road just before 8.30 p.m. It's not far from where a hit-and-run crash was reported involving a vehicle that matched the description of the one police were looking for. Minutes later, the suspect, 18-year-old Ariel Florentino Galeas, was arrested at his home about a mile and a half away from here. Florentino Galeas is charged with kidnapping, reckless endangerment, theft, and more. He's being held without bond right now, but he does have a bond hearing scheduled for Monday afternoon. In Bladensburg, John Dome in WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 here on WTOP with Brennan Hazelton. Markets take it on the chin to end the week with the Dow losing 337. NASDAQ was off 195. S&P down 42. In the latest case, in an escalating series of legal battles over access to the abortion pill, a coalition of Democratic attorneys general is suing the FDA to force it to drop all remaining restrictions on the medication. Amazon has been hit with its seventh federal safety citation of the year for allegedly exposing workers in Colorado Springs to ergonomic hazards. Amazon disputes the claims. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. We had weekly losses on Wall Street for the Dow, S&P. Uh, and NASDAQ of about 3%. It's been one year since Russian tanks and troops invaded Ukraine. The story ahead on WTOP. I want to break-
break free. Ready to break free, DC? Take your dream vacation with Norwegian Cruise Line to Europe, Alaska, the Caribbean, and more. Book today and get 50% off all cruises all over the world. Plus, enjoy free airfare for second guests, free unlimited open bar, free specialty dining, and more. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor, or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Offer and soon, DC. Norwegian Cruise Line. Sail safe. Feel free. Ships Registry, the Bahamas and USA. Restrictions apply. We are the bridge between people and services, closing the gaps between those who offer support and those who need it. We believe in the promise of technology to drive insights that have the potential to change lives. We apply deep domain expertise, transforming government programs.